Hebrews chapter 5, beginning at verse 12. For when, for the time, you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And one, I'm sorry, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For every one that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So if we had a thought or a text, it would be milk or meat. Now you pray for a few minutes. I know that's an unusual thought, but I believe the Lord's led me this way, so that's what I'm going to give you today if the Lord will help me to preach for you for a few minutes. And so we read where the Lord spoke to Moses when he was to lead God's children out of Egypt. And he promised them a land where they could go to that flowed with milk and honey, didn't he? A promised land. We read over in the book of Hebrews where, where that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob hadn't received the promise, but they had seen it afar off. And he's made us a promise that we're going to get to go to a land flowing with milk and honey, a promised land. I remember my... Potter used to sing the song, I want to live there, don't you? And I believe I, if I asked every person in this building tonight and everybody watching on Facebook tonight, to a man you would agree you'd like to go to heaven. And <clears throat> who wouldn't want to go there? A place where the streets are paved with gold and the gates are of pearl and the walls are of jasper where there'll be no sickness, no pain, no heartache. No death, no graveyards, no funeral homes. A place where we can rejoice for eternity. Who wouldn't want to go? I, and, and just about everybody you meet in this world, and you pray for just a little while. <coughs> My voice is a little bit weak from this morning, but just about everybody you ask would say, yes, I want to go to heaven. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Everybody can agree on that, but in order to go there, you have to take the meat. So you pray for a little while. And, and so we, we can read in God's Word about folks who were happy with the milk until heartache came their way. And when it came time to accept the meat, they weren't willing to do that. But I'm telling you, if we'll just endure hardness as a good soldier, that's what the book says we should do, and we'll take the meat when it comes our way, there'll be a blessing in it for us. Now we read where that Isaac came down from time to die, and he had two boys, one named Jacob, one named Esau. Do you remember them? And it came time, as the tradition was, that the boys were supposed to come in to their father's bedside to, to receive the blessing. And so, you know the story of Isaac and Jacob. The, the father sent out 
sent out Esau to, to kill some venison so that he could have savory meat. And you know how Rachel and Jacob tricked, I guess you could say, Isaac, and they killed a goat and they put the hide of the goat on, on, on Jacob's arm so that he would think that it was his brother Esau that was presenting the meat. And so Isaac partook of the meat that Jacob took and then a little bit later in came his brother Esau with some venison for meat as well. And we read where that, that Isaac blessed Jacob for his, for his offering that he brought. And, and then we read where Esau wanted the blessing, didn't he? That, that, that Isaac could have given him. And he was heartbroken because that he didn't receive the blessing. And I'm here to tell you today, if you'll partake of the, of the meat, there'll be a blessing for you. So we read where that, that the Lord promised him a land that was flowing with milk and honey. You pray for a few minutes. There's a good message in this if I can get to it. And... and but we read on down in Exodus at a time when Pharaoh would not allow God's children to go and to worship in the wilderness, how the plagues befell. You remember those? We remember the lies. You remember the marriage. You remember how the water was turned to blood and we can go on and on and on. But we read where that it came a time when the... When the an angel was going to come through and he was going to take the firstborn of every man and beast in that country. And the only way that they could escape that, the only way that they could get to the promised land, the only way that they could take the milk and the meat was to take the lamb. And so we read where God told Moses that every man should give account for the lamb. And they were to take the lamb and they were to slaughter it and they were to put the blood over the doorpost and they were to roast that lamb with fire and it wasn't to be eaten raw. It wasn't to be eaten sodden, but it was to be roasted with fire. Folks, this is not for me as your pastor to beat you over the head with and tell you how you ought to live and what you ought to do and what you ought not to do. That's having it raw. Oh, and it's not to be watered down and for me to tell you, you should just be able to live however you want to live, do whatever you want to do, and you'll go right on into heaven. That's with water. That's sodden. That's, that's watering it down. But I'm telling you, if you'll take the meat roasted with fire, what is that fire? That's the fire of the Holy Ghost. That's the fire of the Spirit. If the Lord helps me to preach in the Spirit and in the power, that's the gospel. And it's the power of God and the salvation. And it's what will get you to that land that's flowing with milk and honey. The only way to get there is to partake of the meat. And the meat is, he said, take, eat. This is my flesh that was broken. my body that was broken for you. If you want to go to heaven, you'll have to partake of the meat. All right. Milk or meat? I know that's unusual. We read where there was a man one time who was happy with the milk. He had fought the army of Israel and his army had been defeated. And he was on the run. His name was Sisera and he went down to a tent that... that uh, I guess you'd say an ally of God's people was there. Her name was Jael. And he went to the tent 
and he asked for something to drink, and, he, and she gave him some milk, and he drank the milk, and he lay down in the tent, and he gave her orders if anybody came to the tent to tell them no one was there. And when he was sound asleep and satisfied on the milk, Jael took a tent stake and drove it through his head and into the ground, and he died, folks. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but milk alone is not enough to get you there. You'll have to come through the blood of Jesus Christ. You'll have to take Him as your Savior. That's the only way to get from earth to glory. All right. <clears throat> milk or meat? What will you have? We can read in the Bible about men who were offered meat and the choices they made made all the difference. Now listen. Remember the king down there in Jeremiah's day? How Jeremiah gave the word of the Lord out to the scribe and he wrote it down on the scroll and the scroll eventually made it the words of the Lord eventually made it to the king as he sat by the big fireplace in the winter season and he began to read the words of the Lord. If you'll have that, that's the meat. He began to read the words of the Lord. We've got folks in this day just like the king in that day. They don't want the good old time, old-fashioned King James Version Bible. They do not want a man to preach that tells them that their sin is wrong and they have to repent of it. They don't want to hear that the way that they're living is not God's way and they'll have to repent of it. But I'm here to tell you today, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That includes me. That includes you. And when the Word of God finds us, there is no excuse. The Word of God also says, Thou art inexcusable, O man. I'm without excuse. And when it finds me, all I can do is say, God, I'm sorry. And beat it from my heart. And a heartfelt repentance means a real change in my life. Everybody says they're sorry when they get caught. But that's not repentance. All right. Pray on. The king was presented with the meat, if you'll have that. And he began to go through and look, and he saw a line that didn't please him. And he took out his pen knife, and he cut that part out. And he read on down the page and down the page, just a line or two below that, there was some more that dissatisfied him. And he took out his pen knife and he cut that part out. And each part that he cut out, he thawed into the fire and it burned up. Listen, folks, you can ignore the Word of God. You can throw your Bible in the fire. You can throw it away in the dumpster and never pick up another again. The Word of God is forever settled in heaven. I believe I preached that just a day or two ago. It's not going to change for me or for you. It's not going to change and adopt to 2020. It's forever settled in heaven. There is one way from earth to glory, and it's through the meat. It's through our Savior that gave His life on Calvary, the man Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. We got folks today that like to cut parts out that don't, don't agree with our lifestyle. And let me tell you something. If you read it close enough, you can find something you don't agree with. 
If you read it close enough, you'll find something that cuts close to home where you're living. It don't matter whether you're living the very best you can possibly live. If you read the Word of God, there'll be something in there that'll make a change in you. All right, milk or meat, let's go on. Remember Ananias and Sapphire, they liked the milk, but they didn't want the meat. You know this story, don't you? The Lord was really blessing His church. Thousands were getting saved. And people were bringing all that they had and laying down at the apostles' feet. Listen, and I believe in time. I try to do that. But I'm going to tell you something. If money is all you're giving, you're not giving enough. And I'm not talking about the deed to your home. I'm not talking about the title to your car. The Bible says this. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. Yeah. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Catch the first word, that three-letter word. Love the Lord thy God with what? All. All is a little three-letter word, but it's got a great big reach, doesn't it? All thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's easy to say, oh, how I love Jesus, but it's harder to put make actions behind it, isn't it? Oh, it's easy. It's the milk to say I love Jesus. Why, everybody does, don't they? Oh, and the good part about it, we can take the milk and say, Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. But this is the harder part. If you love the Lord thy God, you can't hate your brother. That's what the Bible says. For if you hate your brother, the love of God dwelleth not in you. I'm here to tell you that, folks, we, it's about time that we take the meat and not be satisfied with just the milk. Ananias and Sapphire liked that religious stuff, didn't they? They liked the spiritual part. They liked the rejoicing. But when it came down to have time to have the meat, things took a different turn, didn't they? They made up between them, and they said, let's say that we gave such and such for this property, for this land. And they agreed to that, and Ananias came in, and he laid down the, the offering, and the apostle said, why has thou lied? He said, you've not lied to me, you've lied to God. And he fell over dead. And they picked him up and carried his body out. And you know this same story. Not many hours after, Sapphira came in, told the same story. And the same man that carried her husband out, carried her out too. Let me tell you something. We got a lot of folks that sipped around on the milk bottle and they never got a hold of the meat. They never, and you know what they are? They're spiritually dead. They're sitting around. It's been years since they felt the spirit and power of God. They need a good dose of meat. I'm here to tell you today, milk is good. But now here we got, we got a young mother right here with, with four wonderful children. We got another mother right here with her child sitting beside her. Here's another one with a child sitting beside her. And there was a time when they were a newborn babe. 
That was what they had with it. It took the formula. It took the bottle of milk. And that was all. It didn't have teeth to chew. It, didn't have, it couldn't take solids. But as that child began to grow and get older, milk alone was not enough. Milk alone could not provide the strength that that child needed to stand up. It couldn't provide the, the nourishment that that child needed to grow and, and nurture it into being a young woman or a young man. And I'm telling you today, we as spiritual beatings need more than just milk. It takes meat for us to grow. And, and I, I like the scripture where it talks about the qualifications for being a minister. It says, not a novice. Let's be lifted up, folks. I'm telling you that this is a learning process. And I've seen Christians go to the altar, get saved, and that was as much as they've ever grown. Don't you want more than just a good tear every once in a while? Don't you want more than just to know you're going to heaven, that you don't have to go to hell? Don't you want more? Don't you want to feel the power of God in your life? Don't you want to be blessed beyond measure? Don't you want to be able to rejoice? and rise up with a shout when the church goes that way get off the milk and take a good bite of meat there's more to it folks now I believe once you're saved that's all that it takes to go to heaven but if you're going to grow let me tell you what Satan does. He delights in Christians that are satisfied with the milk. He knows if that's all they ever get, it's so easy to defeat them. It's easy to mow them over, to knock them down, to have them defeated, and have them destroyed where they'll never be a help to anybody else. It thrills me to death when we have Bible school. I wish we could have had it this Sunday. And we see children come, but let me tell you something. Those children need more than just four or five nights of Bible school. They need to come sit under instruction. They need to sit under a good Sunday school teacher that knows God's Word and is willing to share it with all the love in their heart. They need to see you with the power of God in, the, in your life. Telling about the goodness of the Lord. They need to hear the church in spirit and in power because that's the way that children in the Lord grow. I'm here to tell you today we've got a great responsibility and I just love the way that this church comes together whenever we have Bible school. But we've got children to hear every service. We need to have that same unction. We need to have that same spirit. We need to have that same willingness to follow the Lord. Lord, every time we come together because we've got children that need to be fed today. I'm not saying that to be ugly. I'm just saying if we want a better church, we need to scoot up to the table. Remember, I preached not long ago about the three men that came down to the plains of Mamre. Yeah, sure, Abraham had milk, didn't he? He even had butter that somebody had churned. And he told Sarah to make three cakes, but that was not enough. He sent a young man out to, to kill and dress the calf, didn't he? The meat had to be present. It has to be present. 
for us to get a good meal. All right, let's go on. I'll, I'll hush here in just a second. Milk or meat? Remember the king in John the Baptist's day? John fed him some meat, and he wasn't ready for it, was he? John the Baptist preached to him that it wasn't lawful for him to take his brother's life. I believe that was what he preached, if I'm not mistaken. And he had, had John the Baptist thrown in jail and intended to take his head, didn't he? He had him in jail and, and, the, and the, wife's <coughs> the wife's daughter came and danced for him and he said, whatever you want, I'll give it to you. And, he, and the mother had charged her to tell her that, he want, that she wanted John the Baptist's head on a charger. And so he had to grant since he had been willing to give her whatever he asked for. And so you know John's story. You know what happened to him. But I'm telling you today, there are folks today that get a little bit upset when we, when we preach that you must be born again. Oh, now let's, look, let's take a look. The old king couldn't accept the meat, could he? He refused that. It made him a little angry and upset to find out that his way of living was not godly. Oh, but let's read about one that did accept the meat, that did partake, and it made all the difference in his life. You remember a man called Nicodemus? He was a church member. You remember him and how that he was a leader in the church, I believe? He had an office, didn't he, in the temple. But Jesus fed him some meat. He wanted to go to heaven. He believed in religion. He believed in the tradition. But Jesus fed him some meat. He said, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. It was not enough to just want to go to heaven. He had to partake of the meat. Did he? Let's, say, let's look at the evidence that we can find in God's Word. Whenever they were accusing the Savior, he spoke up and he took defense to the Savior. Whenever they crucified him, it was him that was Joseph of Arimathea that went prepared the body of Christ. Yes, he took the beat and it made the difference. Amen. Milk. We got a lot of milk. With easy. A lot. We got a, some milk preachers. There's one on TV. I could call his name. He'll tell you there's more than one. He'll tell you there is no hell. He'll tell you you just live a good life and it'll be all right. He's feeding you milk. He's not giving you meat. There's another that preaches as long as you've got a lot of money in your bank account evidently you're living a good Christian life and God is going to bless you and he's going to fill your bank account with money that is milk it is not meat and you cannot find that in God's word Amen. folks you may think I'm foolish you may think if there's nothing to this, but I'm going to tell you here today, you've got to have Jesus if you're going to go to heaven. There's no other way to get there. You have to accept the meat. Remember, whenever he had his disciples there, and I quoted it earlier, he said, Take it, this is my body that was broken for you. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. We need to remember every day 
what Jesus did for me and you, how he suffered, how he bled, how he died, and how he rose again so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. He did that for me. And who am I that a king would die for such a sinner as me? Who are you that somebody would give his life so that you wouldn't have to suffer and die and, and burn in hell for eternity? Oh, how blessed we are that we've got a Savior that paid the price for us and how people get so offended when they think that they have to actually do something to get to heaven. Yes, you do. You'll have to accept the Savior. There's no other way to get there. Milk. Your set's a deacon. Over there sits one. Back there sits one. Up here sits one. If milk was all I fed you, you know what your church would do? You'd die. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that we'd have to close the doors. If milk was all that we had to partake of at Dutch Bottoms, we might actually grow. Because there's a lot of people that just love milk. I love the taste of it, don't you? Science, scientific studies have been done that said if you're really, really thirsty, there's nothing better to drink than to take a big old glass of cold milk. It's got that sweetness to it, doesn't it? Oh, it tastes good. But if we want the milk, if we want to go to heaven, we have to also partake of the meat. Now we see Jesus coming. He's been crucified. He's met with the disciples in the upper room. And here just a few days later, it's been a while, Peter has went back to what he always did. We see him there on the, de on the deck of the ship, and he's naked. And somebody says, the master's coming. And Peter jumps in the water to cover his nakedness. Don't you know? He already knows. He already knows what you've been up to. You can't hide from him. That's right, sir. And if you've been milking this thing, you won't be able to hide it from him either. But do you know what the first words out of the Savior's mouth were that day? Now they had told all that and hadn't caught anything. And the first question the Savior had to ask those men is, children, he didn't say I'm thirsty, did he? He didn't say, could you look in your refrigerator and pour me a good cold glass of milk? He said, children, do you have any meat? Do you have any? Have you been willing to hear, let me tell you, and I, I quoted you earlier about Jacob and Esau both provided me, didn't you? And when you take it, you're blessed. <laughs> Children, do you have any meat? Do you have any? All it takes, now listen, sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it'll get you a little bit out of your comfort zone. 
Let me relay this little anecdote. I was a young man, a young Christian, worked in church for years. Sat right on the front pew. We were in the middle of revival at my home church. When the revival started, I thought I was doing pretty good. I'd sang, the Lord had blessed. And I sat on the front pew and the evangelist got up behind the stand and he read the scripture about Peter and how he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And as the storm began to rage, the waves grew over his head and the wind blew in his face. He looked away from the Savior and he began to sink. And the preacher's text was, keep your eyes on Jesus. And the longer he preached, the more I realized how I'd been milking it. How I had been just going along barely and hadn't prayed the way I should have, hadn't read my Bible the way I should have, and how far my eyes had been off of the beat all that time. You know what I could do? I could have gotten angry. I could have marched out and said, I'm not going to take that stuff. But I had to crawl off and repent and say, I'm sorry. Feed me, Lord. Feed me. Children, do you have any meat? Have you grown since the Lord saved you? It's simple to do. Seek you the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. You want to grow? Hear the gospel. You want to grow? Share your story. We sing glory, glory, glory. Somebody touched me. I believe we sang it just the other night, maybe Wednesday night. And I looked back here, and there stood Jarrett and Cana uh, when we got to Wednesday. Yeah. Standing side by side, hands held high. That's a growing experience right there. I remember a service not too long ago. We had just a testimony service. Maybe right after Ronnie and Dawn and her family started coming here. And I said, I don't feel like preaching tonight. Let's just testify. And we went around and we got to where Ethan was. And he stood up and told about how he got saved. That's a growing experience right there. Oh, that's a little bit farther from the milk. That's a little bit more on the meat side, isn't it? Folks, we have to be willing to step out of our comfort zone. Now, which is easier going down? Milk? Or meat. You have to do a little chewing, don't you? To get the meat down. It takes a little more work. But this is what the Savior had to say. Taste and see. That is good. Oh, the Savior said, children, do you have any meat? They said, we've toiled all night and not caught anything. And what advice did the Savior have for them? He said, cast your nets. On the right side. People will say, well, they must have been fishing on the left side all night. Left or right makes no difference. It, it doesn't matter as far as which direction they went. They needed to cast their net on the right side instead of the wrong side. A lot of times we're fishing on the wrong side. Offer the wrong bait. We need to be offered meat instead of milk. And when we offer, have you ever went fishing? And, and I know they have different lures for different types of fish. If you go bass fishing, you have to have this certain lure. If you fish for catfish, you have to have this certain type of bait. Some fish like the artificial, some like the live stuff. But if you... But I'm here to tell you today, if we are fishers of men, we'll have to offer meat 
and forever going to make a real difference in somebody's life. I can't save you. I don't have that power, and there's not a man that can. I've seen them on TV. Folks will come down, and the preacher will put their hand on If I put my hand on you, all you're going to have is a little bit of a, a little bit of oil residue where my hands are a little oily, or a little bit of sweat where my hands are a little hot. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't lay on hands, but I'm here to tell you I don't have the power to make a difference in your life. But I know a man who can. I can point you to the meat. How do you know it, preacher? Because I have partaken. I felt him personally in my life. Children, do you have any meat? They said, we've told all night. Well, cast your net on the right side. A lot of times we're looking to bring people into our church. And I love it when you people come to our church and they're part of us. I love that. And there's room to grow at Dutch Bottoms. And there's a job for everybody to do at Dutch Bottoms. But sometimes we're looking in the wrong direction. We need to be looking right here where we're at because there are sinners in the house of God tonight, this morning, last week, and they need salvation. We need to offer them more than just tell them we're going to heaven. We need to offer them the meat so that they can go too. Cast your net on the right side. And when they did what the Savior commanded, they brought in 153 fishes. So much so, and yet the net was not broken. Now, I love the power of God coming by. And I love the fact that I'm going to heaven and that we're going together. But I want to offer folks more than just the milk. I want to offer them the meat, don't you? And Lord help me, and Lord shut my mouth and leave it that way. If I ever preach within myself, anything hurtful purposely and I've seen preachers do that I've had them do it to me and it hurts you know what it accomplishes nothing I've heard preachers say well I told them no you didn't you hurt me you know what the man that preached the charge of my ordination told me to do preach the word. The good old King James Version Bible, that's all I've got. My opinion is irrelevant. It does not matter. But if I preach you the Bible and God backs it up with His Spirit and His power, then it's gospel and it will help you. Yeah. Folks, We need to do more than just celebrate the fact that we're going to heaven. We need to offer people the way to get there. We need to tell them that God is real. 
We need to let them know that they're loved. I'm going to hush you in just a second. Let me relay this. I used to work with a gentleman. He could never find a church that he could attend. He said all of them were full of hypocrites. Yet, when I would leave my classroom to go run a coffee or go to the restroom or something like that, and I would step back in, there he would be, telling those children how sinful their families were and how sorry that they were and how that if they didn't change their ways, they were going to hell. You know how many people he helped? Zero. You've got to offer people. Now listen, you can't condemn anybody into getting saved. As a matter of fact, that's contrary to God's word. He said he came not with the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. What does the Bible define God as? Well, you know this, don't you? God is love. That's what he is. We've got to love people. We gotta love people in. That's the only way we can win them. And if we'll offer them the meat, the way to get to heaven, instead of just telling them we're going, it'll make a real change in their life. If we'll accept the meat when it comes our way, no matter how uncomfortable it makes us. Back before all this virus the Lord blessed us to go on a few vacations if you've ever been on one of the cruise ships you know they serve things that we don't serve one night I ate frog legs one night I ate and, I, and you can get that around here if you know the right person one night I ate escargot if you know what that is just different things, and it didn't cost me anything extra, so I thought, why not? I'll try that. And if I, you came to my house and I set escargot down in front of you, you might not be very apt to try that. It might make you a little bit uncomfortable. How do you think that people react whenever we offer them Jesus? And it goes against the flesh. It goes against being comfortable. It goes against tell, uh, the way that they're living. But I'm telling you, if you'll try Jesus, you'll marvel at how wonderful that is. Don't just be satisfied to say, I'm going to heaven. Don't be satisfied with the milk. Taste the meat. Try the meat. It'll be better. Now listen. You may say, I'm good the way I am. I'm all right sitting right here doing nothing. You just don't know what you're missing. I never thought I would like snakes. But it turned out they wouldn't too bad. I didn't know what I was missing. If you try Jesus, you'll get something way more.
than what you ever expected. Milk. We've got folks today that are satisfied just saying, I'm going to heaven. Are you? Have you ever had? Now listen. You know what just having the milk will do? It will result in somebody that's never satisfied. Because they need more. They need more nourishment. They grumble, they gripe, they're never happy. They need more nourishment. Or meat. There's a growth process to this. You can be more than what you are right now. You can receive more blessings than what you're getting right now. You can give more blessings than what you're giving right now. If we just take our part of the meat. All right. I love you.